Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Spirit Ninjas Spiritual AF Podcast, episode number 10. I'm super excited today, guys, because we have Kimberly Rich on. She's a certified high-performance coach. She's a TEDx speaker, and she's the creator and host of the Bold Life Movement podcast. Yeah, it's exciting because Kimberly has an amazing story that she's going to share with us on how she actually transformed her life from the corporate grind, so to speak, um, living in the United States to moving abroad and having a location independent um, entrepreneurship. And so she is a writer, speaker and coach and empowers people worldwide to reject societal scripts and to live audaciously by creating life on their own terms. And so she is going to share with us how you can create a bold life movement of your own. Stay tuned, guys. Hey, you just turned into the Spirit Ninja's Spiritual as F*** podcast. The show that aims to inspire, uplift, and questions everything. And now your hosts, Bart Rigel and Holly Emerson. Sweet. Perfect. So Kimberly, welcome. This is exciting. Yes, we're super thank excited you. to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's so fun getting to know you guys. Yeah, yeah. likewise. Yeah, you know, I uh, I came across your your website and your podcast, and it resonated so much because you know Holly and I went through a similar change just uh, just over a year ago now. You know, we shed everything. We sold our, our nine to fives and sold all our stuff. We didn't sell our <laughs> nine to fives, but um, and, but it would be cool if you did. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool if we did totally. Yeah. So when I read your page, I'm like, oh my God, she knows what we went through. Yes. We got to talk to her. Yes. It's kind of a lonely process. Well, at least when we experienced it, I, f- I felt like really alone in it. And so, yeah, it was really exciting to hear your story because I was like, yay, somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, if I hadn't had the community of entrepreneurs that I literally left my nine to five to go manage. That was my, my job replacement was becoming a community manager. If I hadn't had that built in community, I don't know how I would have done it. I mean, I wouldn't have known where to live or how to find an apartment in another country. It's a completely different process. So props to you guys, if you did it all on your own, cause that's very impressive. Well, tell us your story. Like what, um, so uh, a little bit of background. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, it basically all started with a little book called The 4-Hour Workweek, which yes. is oh, a very yeah. similar story. Yeah, yes. totally. Tim Ferriss. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I read that book January 1st, 2013, and literally just dove headfirst. Within four months, I had found the podcast called Tropical MBA. And the people who ran that podcast also had their membership site called The Dynamite Circle. And I basically did anything and everything to like stalk the people in that community, make them my friends, get them to let me in, even though I didn't have a business. And so by the time, you know, April rolled around, I had somehow gotten into the community as a member, a paying member, and they released a job opening for community manager. And since I'd like engaged so much already and kind of proven that I was a good integral part of the community, they gave me the job. And that was literally what helped me to just quit America and fly overseas. Amazing. So where did you go first? Where did you, where was the first stop? So 
when I had found the community, they had an upcoming conference in Berlin. And I was like, I have to be at this event in Berlin. I know if I get there, then I'll be around people who get it and who are traveling and doing what I want to be doing. So by the time I ended up at that event, I was literally like running the event, which is mind blowing (laughs) to me. And such a testament that like, you can manifest whatever you want if you are aggressive enough about it. That's amazing. So I, I left the States and flew originally to Barcelona for a couple of days to meet up with another member of the community who's now like my very best friend and brother and mentor. And I'm so grateful for him. And then we went to Berlin for the conference. And then after Berlin, I flew to Vietnam. And that's where I lived for the first few months abroad. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah, very cool. And how long did you live abroad for? It was almost two years. It was like between a year and a half to two years. Okay. That's so cool. You know, I see right now, you know, it seems that the world is going through so much change, right? There's so much unrest, so much unhappiness, you know, not not just in the States, but pretty much everywhere. You know, you hear all these people complaining about millennials and, you know, that, that they're not really living up to what employers need and all this stuff. But I really think that uh, it stems a lot to do with, um, people are not living the life that they're, they know that they're meant for. Mm. Right. Yeah, totally. And you know, it's scary. It's scary to step up. I I think everybody has like an innate need to express something. And Mm. if they're not doing that, if they're not living that life, well, that's when things kind of go a little bit sideways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that what people often forget is that whatever feels right for you or feels like your purpose or what you're called to do that can evolve. Like for me, when I left my nine to five, it wasn't necessarily because I wanted to be a big business owner or I had a calling. It was literally that I felt trapped and I knew freedom was possible. And that freedom looked like being able to live wherever I wanted. So that was my number one priority. And I took a massive pay cut to make it reality. Then after a couple of years, you know, I, I no longer was managing that community and my priorities shifted. And then I started the bold life movement and now spreading a message is more of my, my why, if you will. For sure. So these things evolve. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What would you say, you know, for somebody that's uh, just starting out that, you know, they know that they want to make some kind of change, but I mean, it's scary. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's not easy to just, you know, say goodbye to your life. Like, what, what would you suggest people do? Like, what are the first steps? I think that being really clear about why you want to make whatever shifts it is or, or being clear about what the shifts are. You know, I think had I we will just keep using the 2013 Leave America story as For an sure. example. I think had my my goal been, I need to have a business that replaces my income before I can move abroad. I need to be a location independent entrepreneur before I can move abroad. Had that been my goal, and that was the only thing that was going to let me quit my job, I wouldn't have, or at least I wouldn't have so quickly. I knew that, you know, I had clarity that my goal was, I want some sort of income replacement that gives me the freedom to travel. Mm -hmm. So I took 
a freelance position. You know, I was a, I was self-employed, but I was a contractor. So I think Mm -hmm. that the first step is really getting clear on like what your motivation is and why that's your motivation. And then being open to the pieces of the puzzle coming together in ways that might be different than you originally thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what stops a lot of people is they're focusing on like the big picture. Like what is it going to be in five years if I take this one step now, but really, you know, what I find works in my life and what I hear you saying is like, you can't focus on five years from now necessarily. It's just focusing on that next little step, the next little piece, and then trusting the universe that everything is going to come together. The right people are going to come into your life. Like you said, you met one of your best friends in Barcelona after you'd done this, you know, it's like, you just never know. I think that next little step that you mentioned is so important because had I read Tim's book and been like, but how, like, how will I meet people who are currently living in Chiang Mai, (laughs) you know, or, or Spain or Berlin? Like my mind would have imploded with the impossibility of that task. It was literally, okay, Google blogs by people (laughs) who are doing it. (laughs) write an email, send the email, you know, like find their Twitter and just tweet at them and stalk them. Like little baby steps that literally evolved into like my best friends and my future roommates and bosses and clients. And it's like, you can't imagine that those things are going to play out the way that they do. You just take that next step. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Definitely. So this is like a little curiosity question of mine. How did like your family and friends back home react to this decision of yours to leave the nine to five, make the security and go move abroad? Fortunately for me, my dad is a pilot. And so he's, you know, brought me up traveling. He lives a very alternative lifestyle for lack of a better term. And my mom, I think I was living with my mom at the time and she knew how much I was working at that job. And, you know, that I'd already put in a request to go remote and to move to Rome. And it, it like got all the way to the corporate ladder and got squashed. So she knew that I'd already been sort of pursuing this dream. So I think when I came home, I read the four hour work week, literally on a bus ride back from New York city after New Year's Eve. And I walked in the door and I was like, mom, I'm going to move abroad by June. She was like, okay. <laughs> and I think she literally just like believed me because I, I was so certain about it. Yeah. And my friends, I don't know. I think that they always just knew I was kind of weird. And, <laughs> and they were like, well, if she's willing to listen to these podcast things, which no, none of my friends at work were listening to at the time, sure. they're like, she's, she's willing to do whatever. So Fortunately, my dad and my mom were pretty supportive. And my friends, I think, just saw me going off the deep end and wished me luck. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. (laughs) And now they're all so supportive. I mean, the moment you get to Thailand and you post a picture of a beach, your friends are like, tell me more about that. Yeah. Yeah. What is it that you're doing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I, I honestly do think that it's people that take the initiative and even, you know, you, you look at like all these like inspirational guru guys like Tony Robbins and, and uh, you know, Wayne Dyer, you know, they live a certain lifestyle and they leave clues for other people because people look at them and say, hey, you know, I want that. Like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it kind of gets people on that road to 
creating something themselves. So that that's that's amazing. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's weird to think that there are things I've done which have inspired people in my life to go do similar things or to go follow their goal, but ultimately that's why I'm doing it. So I guess I sort of need to just embrace that fact. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you look at these people like Tony and Tim Ferriss and Chris Gillibo, Brendan Burchard. Yes, they have achieved a lot and they've done it at a very massive scale, but at the end of the day, they are still people mm-hmm. and they have bad days. They have insecurities that might pop up about certain things. Maybe not Tony anymore, but <laughs> you know, you got, you have to remember that at the very beginning, they were just taking that next small step, pushing through the fears, pushing through the, what will people think of me if I do this and deciding that their mission and their goal was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. I love that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how do you take that like uh, inspired action? Like, How do you trust mm-hmm. that voice in your head knowing what, um, what the next step actually is? Because, you know, you listen to like someone like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk mm-hmm. and you know, the guys like just, just go out there and do, 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 do. Hustle, hustle, hustle. And yeah. you know, I, I hear like so many people like just going out there and just grinding it out and not doing anything necessarily productive. Like they're just yeah. doing, they just get caught up in the work. But, but how do you get to that place where you kind of trust the voice to know that what you're doing is actually making a benefit or is like taking you to that closer place? Yeah, I think that's a really good question because the things in my business and in my life, I'll just say my life, honestly, that have put me strides ahead towards my goals were all easy. They came to me very easily. And that doesn't mean they weren't scary, like mm-hmm. leaving the States, you know, I, I was moving abroad to live with a group of men basically that I've never <laughs> met in Vietnam. You know, like, it was, it was a, a leap, but yeah. it was easy and it felt, um, blissful almost just like the TEDx talk, you know, getting accepted to give that TEDx talk was far easier than it should have been. It was like, literally someone made an introduction. I got on the phone, we jammed it out we bonded and he said yes. And then all of a sudden I was booked for a TEDx talk. Amazing. <laughs> like a year before I thought I would ever be ready. So it was scary. Writing that talk was very scary. But then stepping on stage was super easy and felt blissful. So to get back to your original question, I think that this concept you have to hustle and put in a million hours a day and things like that, that will yield certain results. Mm-hmm. One of those results will be burnout. Yes. And you will get sucked into all the shoulds that other people are telling you you need to be doing versus those little things that feel more easy. And mm-hmm. um, that could be sending a certain person an email that leads to an introduction that helps you move abroad sooner or get a remote working agreement sooner, whatever it is. So true. I think yeah. follow the things that feel easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you're in that hustle, um, sometimes you're not able to actually hear your inner guidance of what the, the next step for your soul would really be like, totally. I know I've experienced that. 
And like the last few weeks, I said to Bart the other day, I'm like, I'm nailing this four hour work week because like, I feel like I'm being more chill these days than um, hustling. And yeah, it's, I've seen like this total shift in how spirit ninjas is evolving and we're actually working less, (laughs) but it's more inspired. Yeah. I love that. Are there any particular things that you've done to create more flow and more allowing for the, for the things that you do take action on? We've been doing like synchronized. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing these meditations together. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we have always had our own, uh, spiritual practices or meditation practices, whatever you want to call them. But we've recently been playing with them um, with doing them together with the same intention and like mm. sending it to each other. And it's actually so cool. really powerful. <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah. find that, uh, you know, whenever we've been stuck and we don't really know what to do next, you know, when we create that kind of practice and really take that time outside of, you know, the hustle to create yeah. some space, all of a sudden, like the ideas and the creativity and everything just start flowing like crazy. It's, it's actually pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you all heard of Abraham Hicks? Yes. 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 Absolutely. So love. I interviewed someone. What's that? I love Abraham yeah, Hicks. Me too. Me too. Me too. I figured this was like my people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I interviewed someone yesterday, actually. She's a published Hay House author. And we were talking about what to do when you don't know what to do. And I guess a few years back, she went to an Abraham Hicks workshop and was actually called to the stand and asked that question, what do you do when you don't know what to do? And Abraham's answer was do nothing. And so I think that that plays in nicely with this, you know, what actions should I be taking? What what things should I be working on? There's all these, I could have an endless um, to-do list of things to go take action on, which is the right thing. And I think taking space, taking time and doing nothing is like a great first step. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's getting out of your head because it's your head that's thinking and is like making that to-do list and, and um, prioritizing, but really you have to take that space of nothing to allow like your heart, the inspiration to come through. Yeah. So I love that. When we moved uh, to Spain, like my goal was, I was actually day trading at the time. So I was trading Forex and I decided that after leaving the job, this is what I need to do. It wasn't necessarily because I loved doing it. It was because it was a way to make money. I could still have freedom because I could do it abroad. So for months, like I would just watch these like really boring training videos (laughs) over and over. And I would be doing practice trading. And it was like, hours a day and I was like just dreading it and yeah and it was like the most emotionally draining time ever and then finally after like doing this for like a a year I said screw it I I, I can't do this like emotionally I'm so tired and so drained that I I need to make a change or I'm gonna like just hate everything yeah and and your move abroad will be fruitless exactly exactly so what we did was we actually took like the next few months, we said, okay, screw it. We're going to give ourselves permission to just do things that we enjoy. And we're going to teach ourselves to have fun again. Mm-hmm. Because our North American lifestyle just teaches us to hustle so hard. Yeah. yeah. So we slept in a whole yeah. bunch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we bought um, uh, like uh, table tennis paddles and we played t- table tennis. 
And we started uh, a YouTube channel, just like vlogging. Yeah, just anything that that we felt would bring us joy for that day, we would do. Because um, one thing I noticed when I moved here, we would go to meetup groups, um, like Spanish English exchange meetup groups. Mm-hmm. And we would be talking with local Spanish people and they would say, so what's your hobby? And yeah. I was what like, what do you like to do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you mean you're not going to ask me like, what do I do? What What's do my do? job? Like no one asked that. They're like, tell yeah. me about you. Like, what do you love to do? And it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, we need to figure this out. We need to figure out what we love to do. <laughs> yeah. But it was so as soon as we started doing that, that's when things started evolving and we started getting like this creativity flow and these ideas for what we wanted to do next. It was, mm-hmm. it was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not giving yourself space to let those creative juices flow, whether that's doing some crafts or making a YouTube vlog or whatever, then it's, they become constipated almost. And yes. it's really hard to generate them for the business. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yeah. You know, it's amazing because now, you know, I hear and I talk to people from, you know, my past, uh, my friends and people are always like, oh, well, I, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, if you were to start a business, like, you know, what's a business idea? And I literally see business opportunity like every five seconds. Like, oh, we could do that. We could make a million bucks. Like, oh, we could do that. We could make a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Like, there is so much out there. And it's it's too much. But it's like that creative creative constipation Mm -hmm. that until you start tapping into that on a regular basis, like, of course, it's going to get stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite habits I learned from James Altucher. It's the 10 ideas. Are you familiar with this? No. So he carries around a little notepad. It's, it's like the notepads that old school servers or waiters would have. So it's small, super cheap. So you have no excuse like not to have one. It's in your pocket. And every day he has to write down at least 10 ideas for something. So it could be 10 blog post ideas, 10, retreat ideas, 10 ways I can, um, do something romantic for Holly, you know, whatever it it is. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) Right. I figured you would. (laughs) So it's literally just strengthening your idea muscle because it's just like any other muscle in your body. So that when you need to create an idea and act on it in your business, you're just in the process and the habit of being an idea machine. And it's really, it's really helpful. I find that when I'm actually in the habit of it I have a lot more inspiration in my business wow that's I love cool. that I love that idea I think we might have to implement that yeah, yeah totally it's and like uh, something like uh Hal Elrod when he talks about the uh, the uh miracle morning and he's oh, got yeah, that, very familiar. that mm-hmm. process as well right he sets that time aside to be creative to do his meditations to do a bit of exercise some creative writing so 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 important mm-hmm. yeah totally so I wanted to ask you, um, you are a high performance coach. So can you tell us and our listeners and viewers on YouTube, what exactly is a high performance coach and how is that different from other coaches? Sure. So I've done, or I've been coached by a variety of different coaches, you know, everything from transformational coaching to business coaching to high performance coaching. And I pursued getting a certification as a high performance coach because it is such a holistic approach to life coaching that it really aligned with my overarching mission for the bold life movement and as a coach. And so to be more specific about what that entails, 
Brendan Burchard is the founder of High Performance Institute, and his latest book, High Performance Habits, really outlines why high performers are just far and above so much more successful and happy than people who don't perform at high levels. And he found that there's six different things that they embody and imbue on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And those are clarity, courage, energy, productivity, influence. And then he just recently added necessity. So basically, if you're clear about what it is that you want to be doing in your life or what you want to be working on, it's going to be easier for you to cultivate the courage to take action on it Mm -hmm. and to have the focus to be productive on the tasks that are necessary. It's also going to be easier for you to have greater influence with the people in your life to convince them why this project is useful or to help to get their support on the project, whatever it is. And then it's also going to be easier for you to cultivate necessity, like saying, this has to get done. Like It's important that I deliver my product or service to the world because people need this. you know. And essentially, the more that you focus on any of those six areas, the higher you rate in the other areas because they kind of all play together nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really didn't even hesitate to shell out the thousands of dollars that it costs <laughs> to be certified because I felt so much impact from the coaching that I had gotten mm-hmm. from a high performance coach that I was like, this is it. Like, this is data-backed, research-based coaching, which is different than a lot of the other life coaching out there. Mm-hmm. And I just love it so much. Wow, that is really cool. I like that. I like how there's a synchronistic relationship between all of those things because they are all important for totally for cultivating a bold life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and, and I would it's, say it's not just for you know people that are wanting to start their own business, but I think anybody could mm-hmm. really benefit you know, whether an employee or, you know, business owner or anybody, you know, to embody some of these things. I mean, you can just totally change your life and um, create more joy and peace in uh, in what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. I really like how, you know, my mission with the Bold Life Movement is to help people do whatever they feel called to do despite their fears Mm -hmm. and to just be the most authentic version of themselves despite their fears. And so, getting clear on like, okay, you're not moving forward with something that you really want to. Why? What are the fears? And are they actually fears? Or is it that you just don't have clarity around the thing that's, you know, making you feel less courageous about taking the action? It's like, there's just such a simple formula to the curriculum that helps me get my clients to their end goal. And I love that. No. So if anyone listening is like a little bit interested in what we're talking about and wants more information, they can go to the boldlifemovement.com slash HPC. And I've got a short video there that kind of explains more. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll link that in our uh, resources as well. So yeah. cool. anybody listening can follow up with, uh, with that as well. Yeah. And you offer, um, like a, is it a free session, like a quick call yeah. or something? Yeah. So on, on that webpage, boldlifemovement.com slash HPC, you'll see a short video talking about high performance coaching. And then there's an invitation to apply for a strategy session as well. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if anybody's interested, definitely check it out. Um, and so I wanted to ask you as well, 
If you could, I have two questions. Sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think, which one should I ask first? Um, okay, so I'm going to ask this question. And it's the question that you always ask everybody. But the reason I'm asking it now, I was going to ask at the end, but I'm asking it now because I just think it ties into like your coaching. And so mm. when you're talking about a bold life, what does living a bold life mean to you? So for me, I think that it, it means just being unapologetic about who you are and what you want and going after what that is or who that is, despite what your fears are, despite what anyone else in your life may think, say, or do. Mm -hmm. I just think that, um, you know, being audacious, asking for what you want, listening to your own intuition, those have always led me to better outcomes and I want to empower people to do that for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that. that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> and then <laughs> my other question was, if you could give your younger self advice, what would that advice be? Someone else asked me this recently and <laughs> I've never been asked that before. So it's so <laughs> funny that I get it back to back. I think that my biggest piece of advice would just be to be patient and know that it gets better because yeah. I think without life experience, it's really difficult to understand how radically time can change things and how new opportunities can come and the pain you might feel, the unrest you might feel, you know, it's not going to last forever. And one of my favorite takeaways from my first Tony Robbins event was nothing about your past dictates your future. Mm. You know, every moment is a new opportunity for change. And so I think that just, you know, hugging my, my little 20 something self and saying, be patient, it all gets better. Nothing about your past dictates your future. <laughs> that would be my advice. That's awesome advice. Yeah, I, I, like I love it. that so, so much. Yeah. It's uh, it's true. And I think, you know, what people need to realize too is, you know, yes, things can change, but they can change so fast. Like on a dime, you think you're heading in one direction today. And then all of a sudden tomorrow you make that one small decision and then it yeah. sends your life hurling in the opposite direction and something totally incredible happens like a few months from now. Like it's yeah. mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. And That's now I love these interviews because it's like you, you are over in Europe. I'm in Austin, but you know, the more of these that you do, you never know how this connection could radically change either of our businesses or our personal, our personal relationship. Like you just never know how quickly the, the whole trajectory of what you're doing can shift. And I think that's magic. Yeah, totally. Actually, you know, now that mm -hmm. you mentioned that, I, I was going to mention, so um, I was watching this thing, uh, this interview with uh, Eckhart Tolle and somebody asked mm -hmm. him a question, hey, where do thoughts come from? And his answer was a, a little bit, uh, it was a little bit different. It was that the thoughts exist just in the, like the consciousness space in the, the infinite potentiality. They're, they're just there. Mm -hmm. And depending on what level your frequent, like what your frequency is and what you're resonating, you're picking up on those things. Yeah. So totally. when you're connecting with people, that are like-minded or let's say they're negative. You look at your close friends and they're all just, you know, being angry and everyone just sucks and the world sucks. You're going to get yeah. more of that. You're just picking up on those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when you start interacting with people that are on a different level or on, you know, 
um, doing bigger, better things, then all of a sudden it just changes your entire perspective and you almost like get attracted to that other length wavelength and oh yeah, they're pulling you up. Totally. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people. I mean, you've likely heard this before, but I'm seeing it a lot more lately. Uh, different influencers that I follow are talking about the power of the five people that yes. you surround yes. yourself with. Yeah, um, I think Jim Rohn originally said it, but it's really coming up a lot lately. And I think it's worth mentioning here for your listeners is like, yeah, if you can surround yourself with people who are a couple steps ahead of you, who are willing to help raise your vibe, raise your mindset in terms of what's possible, show you their clues for success, then it can happen much quicker than you think. Oh, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely. It's, it's not always easy because that, that includes a bit of a shedding. You know, yeah, saying totally. goodbye to certain friendships like that. That's not easy. But I mean, ultimately, in order to live a bold life, you you have to, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to step into that bigger, greater version of yourself. And, yep. you know, unfortunately, sometimes you don't take along all those people with you. You have to step out on your own. Yeah. Well, and you, you don't take along your old identity. Yes. You know, one of the, um, one of, I think it was a Tony Robbins event actually that I learned this as well as the most innate thing that we do is try and stay who we are. Mm -hmm. Like letting go of our identity is one of the hardest things that we can do. So we're more likely to pursue people who help us stay where we are or even lower because Mm -hmm extending beyond that is really hard. We're going to grieve who we were, you know, our identity grieves the loss of itself. So uh, I think that's really important to note. Yeah. And it's funny because it's such an illusion, you know, Mm -hmm. we're trying to grasp onto all these things, but no matter what, even if you're like clinging on for dear life, this old identity, chances are you're very different than you were a year before. You're always changing. Mm-hmm. So we're just grasping out to an illusion that doesn't even exist. Yeah, totally. We, we experienced that when we left because um, yeah, we didn't know what we were stepping into. And um, as much as leaving everything was exciting, I was actually grieving a lot. Like I, we had like t- meltdowns like every day. So like every morning we would wake up and we're like, okay, what meltdown level are you at? You know, like, are you at a 10? I'm at a two. And then like 10 minutes later, suddenly I was in tears and Bart was like, no, I'm good. So, but it was like this, this feeling of the grieving, but then also yeah. super excited. Like I felt so many emotions all at once. Um, but yeah, it's pretty it's crazy. Really confusing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was. And so what would you what would you say to support somebody who is hearing all this right now and is sitting there and like, you know, I really want to make a bold life movement for myself, but I hate change. Like you're talking about all this change. I have to change. I have to lose my friends. I have to do all these things. Like how, how would you suggest making change more comfortable for someone? There's a quote that I wish I could remember right now, but it's escaping me. It essentially says that, To not feel stuck, you have to get okay with being uncomfortable, you know? And it's like those people who choose to stay in relationships because they'd rather be miserable than lonely, you know, those relationships that are not panning out. You know, you can choose certainty in your career, in your relationship, in your lifestyle, or you can be open to actually getting what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. You know, if, Mm -hmm. if you're looking to make a big change, but you don't like 
you don't like changed, well then you got to sort that out. You got to get yeah. some. Yeah. Clarity. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know what you're trying to say. It reminded me of like, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And then there's also the saying of, um, you have to learn to sit in the shit and smile. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll try yeah. and find this quote after we hang up because it's really good. It's yeah. essentially like if you want to um, be happy, you got to just get uncomfortable. You got you have to become more comfortable with uncertainty. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And I mean, I, I think also it does start with smaller change as well. You know, if you're mm-hmm. used to getting a Starbucks every morning, why don't you go to, I don't know, second cup or go somewhere else <laughs> or get a juice get a cold pressed juice or... <laughs> yeah. yeah start making those like little tiny changes and then yeah but like you said what you did how you started connecting with people who were doing what you wanted to do you yeah. know it sounds like by doing like those little things it made the big change and the big step more palatable because you're like oh, okay there's all these people that are doing this and even for us with this podcast when we're you know listening to other podcasters and um seeing who else is out there it's like there's a lot of people who have made similar changes like like us like you totally. and and it's it's almost becoming normal now <laughs> I it feels that so. way. We I can get so, into yeah. this bubble where yeah. it feels like everyone is living like we are. <laughs> but I have to remind myself that that's not true. No, yeah. no it, it's not. It's, it's not, not. No. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Did you have any more yeah. questions? I don't or, think so. Yeah. I mean, you've been wonderful. Yeah. We appreciate you so, so much. Yes. It's been really nice getting to know you guys. I'm happy to come back anytime. So thank you so much for we having me. I would love to have you back another time. Yeah, totally. And <laughs> next time you're coming to visit Spain. Yeah. Next time you come to Europe, you'll have to let us know. I'm all over that. Flights <laughs> are cheap here, so we can meet you anywhere. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, it makes sense to just fly into London and then pop over to wherever I want to totally. be. Totally. Done. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> thank you, guys. Okay. Thanks, thanks so much, Kimberly. Kimberly. We'll chat soon. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to the Spirit oh, yeah. So, so what do we do? Yeah, okay. We're good. <laughs> How was that? Tune in next time for more deep conversations great. to uplift. Good job, guys. Inspire. Yeah, you too. You too. Spiritual as fuck.